Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends Watch Along Show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. Following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. You know, belated birthday wishes. Oh, thank you. Is what is what this this opening segment's going to be all about? I mean, everyone, already, it's uh, click this the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Sean. Um, a lot of people hit you already on Twitter, but you know we have to do a proper mention here on the show. Much appreciated. Yes. I, you know, it's it's it's, it's so. I mean, I, I put it on Twitter. Um, you know, it, it just it's nice. You know, it's, I, I've I've lived a, a blessed life to have. That many people wish me a happy birthday. Yeah. So. In honor of your birthday, I'll be taking a cruise tomorrow to Bermuda. So. Well, it wouldn't be Tom Cruise, would it? <laughs> no. No, I won't be taking him. <laughs> a little Mission Impossible. I work in Hollywood. <laughs> Circa 1956. Um, so uh, who were you, were you surprised uh, hearing from anybody uh, in particular this past uh, week? No. We're pretty much the usual suspects. Yeah, so it's the usual suspects. Like nobody occasionally like pops up out of your past and old no, girlfriend. It, it, what's what's weird is now that Scott has passed, is the remaining four four members of the clique are all July guys. Like oh, like, they all have July birthday. Yeah, I'm first. Waltman's next. Michael's and then I think Hunter's like why. I, I, I never. I'm horrible. He's like he's like twenty six, seventh or eighth, but he's towards the end. But mm-hmm. he's uh, he's not a cancer. Paul's, right, because that's past yeah, the Paul's 20, a wheel. Yeah, second or where is 27. he? Right, twenty seventh. Yeah, please remember this for God's sake. No, I mean I I, I know because it's marked down on my calendar. But when you're dyslexic, you don't remember birthdays. You got to write that shit down. You're dyslexic. Yeah. Learn more and more. Yeah. Numerically and alphabetically, phonetically. I had a real hard time. I was like in remedial classes and shit. I thought before I Before they discovered what it was or Yeah, well before I took one of those Iowa placement tests, I tested I tested through the roof and they were just like how can somebody that's mentally retarded score so high on tests? <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Well, that's um, what it was called back then. You know, I know. It's, wasn't, it's yeah. a time period. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't special. Thanks, James. Everyone here in the live David. audience, if you want to be a part of this live studio yeah, audience, you. very easy. Just go to clickthistv.com, clickthistv.com, and sign up. You get the weekly shows. Uh, you get to be part of the weekly shows in a live taping setting. You get them a earlier without commercials and you get to be a part of nash and friends which is our first premium show that we do here we just uh, agreed on the next guest we can't announce it yet we will shortly but um, once we lock them in once we lock them in got to reach out um it's gonna be hard too because we're gonna have to go through the whole correctional facility you know because i you know i don't know when sunny's available so Oh yeah, oh, she's, she's, she's a little. She's a little tied I let, up. I don't have the bag. Oops, my bad. Was um, was was she uh, insufferable while she was there or in WWE? I mean, enough to to get a to get a shit sandwich, I guess. But um, you know what? In retrospect, um. It was such a hard environment for a female to be in, like you know, like Debbie Medus and uh, like anybody that that you know. I remember every time Medusa would, uh, when Deb would go in the back and she'd stretch, and me included, we we all go, "I have a little back bridge, yeah. <laughs> arch, a little arch, yeah, arch, arch, Medusa to the arch." You do the job for the chic. No, it was you know it was it was not wasn't cool. And I anybody you know, and we all say it, it was unjust. It was a kidding and da da da. But, but you know if it, it, that madman mentality lasted for a long time and, and everything. And I think maybe um, uh, Tammy's behavior. Uh, didn't uh, certainly didn't fortify her or uh, create a force field around herself um, from such uh, jocular. Well, when you're sleeping with the with the with the king of heat magnets, that's where I'm going. You know, well, yeah. you know, with you with Sean. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think did did everybody not think that story was going to end terribly? The Sunny story. You know, there was a couple of times I saw her pull the nose up, like throughout the years, and that's here at a con. And, yeah. You know, I'd say, like, you know, I, I'd be like, you know, because if anybody would have told me that Scott was would have, like, made it to the Hall of Fame and looked that good and, you know, like, had made that kind of a rebound for, for where he was, like, you know, two years before that, you know. A lot of that was Dallas, you know, Dallas really, you know, Dallas sent him in the, you know, the right trajectory and he stayed. And, um, but, yeah. Hall of Fame weekend was a little touch and go with Scott there, though, too, wasn't it? Happened to be working on a book with a friend of yours and that, that, that the day before was a little touch and go, no? Yeah, but I mean, that was, I was more the girl that was in that situation than it was Scott. Gotcha. So. 
So yeah, oh, it was all, dudes, it so. was all it was it was always you know you were always Yahtzee taking your chance you know when you got to wheel someone into a hotel on a luggage rack you know um, yeah Sonny actually I I had her to, let me rephrase that I, I'm talking about the first Hall of Fame not the second one I'm talking about the white the. Oh no! I'm talking that, about the no, second. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about that. That's that second one was. Yeah, that was during that COVID. I it was that was. Yeah, I I, I knew because it was rough. Because like, he just he was not going anywhere. I didn't know about it at first. So there were there were incidents the first weekend too, or or. Oh that, yeah, but that was just one. But it was nothing to do with him. It was the, he brought oh, a girl oh, with oh. him, and she she showed her ass, and he sent her home. Some feedback from last week's episode. Titans Rule says, totally not being a dick here, but can Kevin have a segment where he answers questions while eating? I mean, some of his more endearing clips online have been of him chowing down while being interviewed. Adds a layer of humanity to the coolest MF'er ever to lace up a pair of boots. So I don't know if you, I, have, I, you have anything I, there, I, anything in the I only eat. I only eat when I'm being interviewed or, or during an interview. Is when I'm starving, <laughs> you know, like that, that, you know, when I did the ravioli, it was like, I was on one of those Eric Sim runs probably where I had, you know, 33 minutes, between, eight seconds to yeah, eat between, between my, my seven, my seven appearances that hmm. day. So, you know, it's funny. It took me so long, um, for being in this business and you're just so used to being told like, uh, you know, we need you guys right now. And you'd be like, well, I was in the middle of, and you just get up and you do it. Yeah. And finally you just go, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Give me the ravioli. Yeah, exactly. Give me some ravioli. So. Um. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Recore Man. Hey, Nash and Oliver, did you see that L.A. Knight was the number four merchandise seller in June? Only Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and Stone Cold topped his numbers. I think it's quite impressive since he's been presented as a mid-carder on TV, like you mentioned. He did not appear on either Raw or SmackDown this week. Did you think this should have an effect on a wrestler's position on the card? So he was four. No, I I thought he was fifth. Was it four? Well, I'm sure we'll get it up on the screen in a minute. Anyway, he was followed immediately by the NWO. Right? The NWO. So he he, he he was so over that he, he passed an NWO. That's been together since 1996. And hasn't been on television in any capacity since... Uh, let me see if I'd wear any of these. So why would they make a yellow shirt? Nobody's going to wear a yellow shirt. Hulkster did okay with that for a few Yeah, that's Hulkster. 
the, the it's LA, reminiscent the, of the, the old the, LA the, gear. The Dodger LA one, the Dodger one would sell. I would that 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 one there, the one over the light blue that looks like a Dodger shirt. Up, up, there. Up. Yeah, that kind of looks like a Dodger shirt. I actually watch. I, I I didn't know much about the guy, and so I I, I watched some clips, and uh, I, I'll say, I mean, he's he's a good hand. The one thing I would that was I, and this is you know probably the most important thing is he has some high impact um, finishing moves or moves, and he really does an excellent job of always, not occasionally, not ninety percent of the time, but always making sure that he tucks that person's head and lays them flat. And that See, that's such impressive. a worker observation. See, I, I, I watched matches, but I, I uh, and I, I think his work rate is fine. Yeah, because that's my whole thing. Is he, and he looks like, I mean, he's, 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 he looks like he's strong. I mean, I, I looked, I always look at him like, okay, can I have a match with this guy in my prime? I'm like, hell yeah. Like he would, he would have laid me flat. Like I, I could have had a good match with him. So I wasn't dogging him. You know, my, everybody's like, my whole thing was, I don't think people understood that this that was the first time that I had that my eyes and 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 what I thought had ever I never saw him as Elijah Burke or is that his name Eli Burke was it Eli Eli Burke I never saw him I didn't I, you know I didn't see him as that I didn't see him I didn't see him in NXT uh, Eli Drake is Drake. who he was Eli Drake. Um, so, well, your you commentary know, was on the promo. Yeah. You can find did. foot, you can find footage of the people's elbow being dropped or his version of that. Which, right. I mean, there's right. no denying that, but you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the, the hypocrite flag on you here. I want to bring up a picture. Look at this picture. It's bad enough. You tried to be the wizard of Oz. Now look at this, this for someone who has comments for L.A. Knight impersonating The Rock, you're doing a hell of a job impersonating the King. Well, what I did there was when they when they came to me and they said, you know, we want you to, to develop a look for Diesel. And I was just standing at ringside. I said, well, I'm going to start with the 68 comeback look. I'm going to add some tassels so when I do move, because I'm a little lumbering those tassels will give the appearance of more movement and uh so but i wasn't like when when diesel spoke he christmas without you so mine was just mine was a look and then that look lasted very short the pants, you know, I didn't wear cowboy boots. I didn't wear pants. I, you know, I, I wore the pants, but I wore a singlet and I wore a vest. So I, it was, my whole thing is, I, I heard Disco on a show saying that he's kind of stole his stuff from Honky Tonk, man. All right. So you like when, when, when Honky Tonk would do his dance, Disco would do his dance during those same moments. That's picking... It's like people said, "Oh yeah, well your boy copied raise uh, copied Scarface." Really, I've watched Scarface at least a hundred times. What was Tony Montana's finish? 
the issue I had with Glenn's thing was disco would dance, but he was doing the Travolta disco kind of thing. Honky was doing that shake his ass and roll. Yeah, whatever he was doing there. And the characters were nothing alike. He didn't speak like him. He didn't use any phraseology. He didn't use finishers or any other moves that Honky did. So that's what you call maybe homage. Maybe or maybe if you just put one little thing in there, you call it, oh, I'm paying homage to whoever. That's and I've always said that I, that my first look was was geared towards what I thought was one of the the more iconic looks. But that wasn't Elvis's look. That was Elvis's '68 look on the special when he returned. So that was one time, and that was it. So if I was to have worn more like a double J outfit with a belt buckle and you know, glory, glory, hallelujah, and doing his uh, Viva Las Vegas gig, that kind of a look, then that would have been more of an Elvis. Like, you know, I don't have anybody, like, when, when somebody said, you know, what do you think about AJ and those guys, you know, using the click sign? I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. Because everybody knows where that's where that came from, where that started from. You know, Fen, Fen used it. They, they they used it as a bullet club over in Japan, and um, it was it was meant to be like that was, you know, paying homage is 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 different. And, and like right. you see in film, sometimes there there'll be a moment or a shot which emulates something, like Brian De Palma. Uh, in the Untouchables, uh, the homage to the Odessa step sequence when the the baby carriage goes down. I mean, but is you, the you, dialogue in the film the same? Is no, everyone dressing no. like that too? Because then you call then that's called something else. I that's think. like the rundown, that movie, the rundown, when Rock walks in that in that bar or nightclub, whatever, and he passes, and the way in he passes Schwarzenegger, and they look at each other, and it was kind of like that passing of the torch. Mm. That Schwarzenegger gave Dwayne the, the the passing of the torch there. That's a completely different, you know, situation than. And I think that's the whole thing is is like, if you do it, with yeah, you know, knowing that you're kind, you know, that you're, and I don't even call it because my, you know, it's not a copy because. A look is just a look. I mean, there's only so many ways you can wear your hair, so many ways you can, you know. Well, I think when we were talking, it was uh, the the delivery, the cadence, turn, sticking it up your ass, and then yeah, the, there was the a lot of drop. Yeah, and there the, were a lot. Yeah, the there, ropes that way. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot a of you know. But you know, has he reached out and thanked you for that number four spot, courtesy of your talking about him on the air for the last two weeks? Oh, he doesn't need to. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> he can sure as fuck thank me and Scott for that guaranteed money he gets every every fucking month. Travelator hater. I was making love one time with my girl, and Slipknot came on because we were trying to drown out the noise so my parents couldn't hear, which Slipknot works perfectly for. Um uh, that, but we were both we both couldn't contain ourselves from starting to laugh of how ridiculously violent the music is, and it totally ruined that session. 
but it made for a good laugh. This is, of course, a callback to you talking about setting the mood. And, and, and Mr. Mason pressed his case. Uh, locking Diff. I'm an old wrestling fan and stopped watching shortly after the Attitude Era ended. Basically, the start of Ruthless. And L.A. Knight has reignited my interest in the WWE. A lot of wrestlers have borrowed it and were heavily inspired by others in the business to help them get over. Uh, if you look at Google Trends right now, as of June 2023, L.A. Knight is absolutely skyrocketing in searches. Did he thank you for that? Or, um, there's no question that right now the creative team at WWE is scrambling to rewrite a lot of stuff because of this. Nobody expected this, and I'm happy for the guy. Well, one thing I've got to say is, and... Four or five years ago, man, I thought like I thought wrestling was going to die. I was just like, God, the, every show was bad. And then it, it's like Raw, Raw got started getting better. I've, I've just never been a SmackDown guy. I was never on. We didn't have SmackDown. And when I went back, I was rarely on it. I was always a Raw guy. So I'm just kind of I just watch Raw. That's the show I watch. That's the show that I make. That's the show I watch every week, and I, I watch NXT probably the second most of anything. And now that they're, they're doing where they're sending raw guys down to NXT, now it's it's got my interest because I'm trying to see who they're giving a rub to that they're probably going to bring up to the main roster. But like the production is like Kevin Dunn has always like been so far above everybody else from a production standpoint and like there were a lot of people that were saying you know is you know like we and we talked about is vince does vince have his hands in creative and 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 things like that and it's like you know i watched the show and i i I said a couple weeks ago and i just said like am i the only one that sees like a like a, a a better continuity like going from match to, to to interview to like they're just it just seemed like things are clicking and i don't know it's just so if 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 la Knight, if that if the people you know if he's the chosen one if he's the people's champion then he's the people's champion so you know I, I don't have a i don't it doesn't fucking matter to me you know no, if and he, the proof if, is in the pudding. If, yeah, if his Obviously, if his segments do a number and that fucking helps the WWE, which I'm a stockholder, and fucking my buddy, it makes my buddy fucking Paul's life easier. Then fuck, get over, dude. I just it was just one of those things where I don't watch SmackDown, so dude, I didn't know who the fuck you were, and I apologize. But some of us that are in professional wrestling actually watch sports watch film occasionally read a book like i do other things besides watch wrestling there's 394 hours of wrestling on television a week i can't i just can't do it well he's you know and i think in his in his uh statement which we read last week he's not denied steering away from uh, aspects of Rocky and Steve. 
right? right. I mean, I think he kind of uh, admitted to it. So, you know, there's no uh, there's no big story there. Now it becomes a situation where do you have the balls? Do you have the fucking balls, L.A., to fucking go out there and smash two fucking beers in the corner and drink them? That's where I'm at. It's coming. <laughs> Probably gotta do that. You gotta be if you're gonna not you're gonna nudge your bear, baby. Come on. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the hockey talk man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? But you know what doesn't create cash? credit card debt. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch. And how about this? No house payments for two months. That's right, no house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Matthew Gabbard uh, says the only thing that makes it a gateway drug, he's referring to, um, I believe, cannabis, cannabis uh, is that is the fact that it because it is illegal, it puts you in contact with people who sell not just weed. So, plus, once you've crossed one threshold, it's easier to do another. Also, how is RFK Jr. the last one left from their dynasty? How the mighty hath fallen. Um, the, I was... I was joking that marijuana was referenced uh, as a gateway drug when I was younger as a reason uh, to avoid it. I think that uh, I think it's silly. I think everyone now in, in a what very. The, how many states is it not legal in some capacity, whether recreational or uh, medical? Dominic, Dom, almost Dom, before you finish the question, Dom threw 12 up on the screen there. I was just in Tennessee doing a signing last Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday, and there's, there's, uh, and they might have medical there. I don't know. I, I know they don't have recreational. Mm. I, I, maybe they don't have anything in Tennessee. Might not. Yeah. There's a. I think it's uh, you know it's change attitudes are changing, but you're still going to have some of those some of those states that cling to bizarre states with very strange laws still on the books in regards to certain things. We have. Steve, pull up the other. I, I can't see the bottom of those twelve states. Uh, let's see. It's um, it, uh, it's fully illegal. There we go. In let's see, Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky. God, if you're in the fucking, if you're in the, uh, the fucking deep, deep south, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. the last thing you'd want to do is give people with 60 IQs fucking weed, right? They might sit at home. Sit sit home and reflect on something. Yeah, they might actually they might actually do a crossword. Right. But um 
they're still much more comfortable with uh, allowing everyone to go get a fifth of whiskey and beat the shit out of their wife, though. Uh, but or you know, I mean, it's. I think that you know. The, the amount of times in my life that I've used cannabis and had a chance to to to, to perish, um, my my near death experiences with cannabis as opposed to firearms is, I mean, just by far cannabis is is a much more dangerous. So I would I would definitely not allow there to be cannabis, but I'd pretty much allow you not only to get a handgun, but carry the son of a bitch too. And never have to learn how to use it. I mean, that's what could go wrong. Yeah. Point well taken. We had, uh, we had, we had three people shot here to, today. Killed. Daytona uh, Beach. In, in Daytona. Oh. Yeah. Otswana, Sean is the definition of malleable. The, that man will change his tune and pivot faster than the blink of an eye. Mid-sentence to cater to whoever he is orbiting. Um, it's from his line of work, but still it comes off as disingenuous. I don't know. Maybe my blood sugar's low. I don't know, Otswana. Maybe it's your blood sugar. Maybe it's something else. But um, it, 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 there's no specifics. I can't answer it. So feel free, whenever you want to make a statement like that, to put any anything in there where I've been, where I've, you've heard me uh, being malleable. Or changing my opinion. God, I think I mean, I'm pretty you, consistent with my opinion. Yeah, and, and on top of that, like, there's ways that you can have a discussion on something, and you can discuss an aspect of it, and then you can turn around and change the aspect you're discover you're discussing, and your viewpoint be like completely different to that aspect. You know. Hey, boy, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about giving a seven-year-old kid porn, pornography? I don't don't think there's there's a reason to have that. But I think pornography is fine. Yeah, and but, should be but, around. Yeah, different aspect exa- of discussion. Exactly. Maybe that's what he means. I don't know what he means. Maybe I don't know, but that's what I'm stuff. saying. I mean, you you can't take a topic and without looking at variables to to see whether or not somebody's malleable. Right. You know, though, uh, much like a hot cock. I'm pretty consistent on my on my where that's got to go and where that's got to stay. Yeah. Joseph Garnish, <laughs> fuck the I've haters, always, love I've the always, show. I've always, I've always, I've always thought the, the the ruling of one hard cock in the room at a time was was plenty was was always a a good one for me, as long as it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Garnish, uh, we'll close us out by saying, fuck the haters, love the show, funny as fuck, keep up the amazing work, guys. I will, I will be unmalleable and, <laughs> and steadfast in saying that Joseph Garnish had the best comment of the week. And I'm also not going, you won't hear me prevaricating, on HelloFresh, which um, is back with us. You get farm, fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonable and seasonal recipes delivered. I ordered right to today. I got to put my order in. I got I got it sitting on my phone. I got to put it in. Guys, today. skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it is America's number one meal kit. Pre-portioned ingredients help cut down on food waste, while step-by-step instructions make cooking a breeze, not a chore. There's even pictures to help uh, for people who may not be. 
um, as versed in the kitchen like myself. Uh, make your home the hangout place this summer, guys. Crowd-pleasing eats from uh, a backyard bratwurst, uh, maybe a, a tangy key lime pie to follow. HelloFresh Market makes summer entertaining a cinch, okay? And uh, they understand. You guys want options when it comes what to make for dinner? It's not just the same old thing all the time. That's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from every week. 40 recipes. So you'll never get bored. You can always find something new that you will try and love. Do you also know it's about 25% cheaper than takeout? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Listen, I'm not the best with portioning in my kitchen, right? That's why I found uh, HelloFresh helps me the most. Um, and, and finding new ingredients and interesting things, too. So when I make a HelloFresh meal, it's idiot-proof. Um, it's gourmet style with a variety of ingredients I wouldn't have thought of, and everything is portioned right there for And Like I said, I love the photos. So, guys, go to HelloFresh.com slash Click50, K-L-I-Q-50. Use that code, Click50, for 50% off plus free shipping. For Christ's sake, they're practically giving it to you. All right, HelloFresh.com slash Click50. Use that code, Click50, for 50% off plus your free shipping. Guys, find out why they're America's number one meal kit. What are you going to get, Kevin? I have to look at that. um, I have to check that out. I got that. What is what is the, what is this? A healthy. I have to look at my. Email. Oh, you went on the healthy. Uh, yeah, the healthy uh, plan uh, there. I always get. Um, even though it's just my wife and I, I get the four the four pack. So I get four meals. Mm-hmm. So my. Do my you wife. cook or does she cook? Do you do you tag no, team? I mean, it's it's actually. I mean, it's you know, I'm not. It's not like I'm much of a a a, a, a chef by any means, but I mean, I can I can throw one of those out pretty decent my sister-in-law um when i when she found out about this she got on it and like it's been a staple for those guys because it's you know there's four of them it's quick you know like it's it's good and the the pricing is yeah is amazing so yep all right guys head over there don't forget your code click 50 all right um it's something I ran into this week on Twitter, which I thought was interesting. I saw, I was trying to go to sleep, I was flipping around my phone. I saw uh, Corny going off on Matt Hardy. So I wanted to get the genesis of this. So I clicked into um, kind of the, the, the thread of, of, of tweets. This was all on Twitter, by the way. Matt Hardy said, um, he was talking about uh, CM Punk fans. Um, and how it's cool for them to uh, to hate the elite. So he brings Cornette into it and says, uh, between this and the toxic Cornette cult, these guys don't get the adoration that they truly deserve. The diehard elite fans are phenomenal and get why they're special, but there's a huge chunk of fans that fail to give them credit where they deserve. Give these guys their flowers. So Corny tweets back, he says, "Geez, uh, man, geez, man, I could understand selling your soul for rock and roll, but selling it for Adderall, even if you have to abandon your principles and verbally fillet these childish cretins for your check, leave my fans alone. It's not their fault Tony's not paying them enough to lie." Um, that was in response to Matt Hardy's tweet, and then uh, the madness continued. I think uh, this Brian- is what I was. So I was I was watching our show. Um, just watching it back because I had, you know, I some time I like to check, you know, 
our shows. I, I, so I was watching it last night because there's your sound on. has been fine. If that's what you're checking since <laughs> no. since the Janet Jackson. I, but I do, I do do that. Man. I, I, I checked just to make sure, and um, so I, I fell asleep listening to our show, and uh, because uh, my my voice puts me to sleep. I was gonna say there's a ringing endorsement for last yeah. week's episode. No, it's just because it's me. You know, but no, I was tired and I woke up and I guess like uh, Jim's show must follow ours on like some kind of a, a tape thing. So and he was in the middle of the rant about how that Wednesday night should be A.W. and Friday night should be Ring of Honor. And that way he can they people can have the. uh Whatever they, however he, you know, that whole thing, like it's the, the two different, uh, you know, what he what he perceives is like Jim's perception of of uh, pro wrestling is. And was he going uh, wild? Was it like an alarm but, clock? Uh, Did you wake up? No, it's see, and I, it's one of those things where, like I said, man, like as time went on and we were in the TNA locker room, I was, I, you know, I would start creeping in my fifties. And all of a sudden, it would be like everybody would be going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, and Cornette would say something, and I'd say something, and Cornette would double back on mine. And all of a sudden, we were just like, I'd be like, wow. But Cornette's a lot like I am to whereas when we've said this before, there's a knock on your door. You look through the, you look through the peephole. How many guys on the current roster? You go, oh, fuck. You Dangerous. Know? Right. Dangerous. That's that. And people, I, you know, I just think that, and then you and I had this discussion today. We talked about Adrian Adonis. I was just going to say, it doesn't even have to be danger in a, in a physical, you know, they don't have to look like yourself or big John stud. You're identical. Um, but it just watching Adrian as a kid, as a 10, 12 year old kid, 13 year old kid, there was there was nothing to tip me off to this, but like I just kind of felt he was legitimate in a way, and he was taking crazy floppy bumps all over the place. He didn't have to work strong style, brother, um, to convince me this. I just got a sense whether it was his promos, looking into his eye when he was talking to the camera, or just working in the ring. Looked like maybe he was laying it in sometimes, whether he was or he wasn't, who knows? But I got the sense that maybe that guy was in a motorcycle gang at one time or, or a street gang. At one time. And he was a, a, a bit of a, of a miscreant and thug as a young man. But I got that sense from Adrian. And that's when I talk about wrestlers yesterday, today, it's not the work rate or the talent. I mean, these guys are very athletic and talented in that way. There's an authenticity. Like when um, maybe Robert Blake, or a uh, a Lee Marvin. I got it. I got There was a time we were we were in the car, me and Rick Rude, and we were smoking weed, driving down the road, hadn't said a word, just handed a joint back and forth, back because it forth. was a day ending and why? Good. Yeah, exactly. And just out of nowhere, Rude looks over at me and says, "Did you think Beretta was jacked?" <laughs> He said, "Didn't you think he had guns? Like, didn't you think Beretta had guns? Yeah, like, like he was like, what? Beretta was jacked, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, like he, Beretta was tough. 
sense of danger. You know, just that was just. Beretta was. You didn't think Joe Maddox was tough. You didn't think Rockford was tough. He got punched in the gut every episode. Jim Garner, you talking about? (laughs) Jim Garner was like six six. Every time he walked into that, that that damn mobile home fucking office he had, there'd be two guys in there that would rough him up, punch him in the gut, you know. But you know what? You mentioned Rick Rude. Rockford. Rick Rude's a great example, too, though. There's oh, another yeah. example of a guy well, yeah, until like, you watch doing, doing some stripper gimmick. Like, like Beefcake did the same freaking yeah, gimmick. It, and... Until you watch Rude punch somebody in real life. Exactly. Well, no, I didn't that. even get to see you that. Watch, and you watch the side of their head cave in. I didn't even need to see that, but but I knew that Beefcake and Rude would fare very differently in a barroom situation. Yeah. There's just a sense of it. And yeah, Adrian. Now you were Adrian was gone before your yeah. time, right? So you didn't get to do anything with him. No. Or or, I, meet I, him or I, anything, I, right? I've heard I've heard a lot of, you know, car stories. As they as they use the term, he could stand alone. Right. Yeah. I was always impressed as my waist expands, as I as I plummet, sprint toward the grave in my 50s here, um, how he was able to take those bumps at his size. I think it got a little extreme later on, like at, when he was out of WWE. But the whole time that I remember him in WWE, even though he was like very barrel shaped. He was flopping and flipping all over the place. I could barely bend over to put my socks on. Well, I remember when Jody Hamilton, like when he was, he broke me. And I mean, Jody was gigantic at that point, you know? And, um, he rarely, I mean, he rarely would get in the ring and show you anything. Because everything he would do would just sit you down and you would watch, you know, you would watch tapes and he would teach you psychology. But I remember one time Jody got his big, got his big ass in that ring and ran those ropes. Yeah. And my, I was just like, whoa. I mean, he, he could motor, you know, and he was a, you know, and everything. And when he would grab a head and like that, that I mean, you could, everything he did was so believable. And then you, when you would, would watch, you know, tapes of him when it was it was later in his career that i had tapes of uh he could sell with a mask on like like few people Mm. you know he could really he could he could you know those guys would blade with masks on yeah crazy tough thing work at work in the mask i remember talking to bill Eady at length uh about that on one of our kayfabe shows and it's a peripheral vision vision but you've got one huge thing taken away from you that's any expression you want to put on yeah you've got to you got to make it come through in other ways so you gotta talk, work yeah those, you gotta work big and those guys were great at spoiler mr wrestling to jody that they, they were great at it back then they really were um but AJ, you know how old he was when he was killed in that car accident no 35 he could have had Another well, if, if he got his weight under control, he, he could have had another ten years. And that was a a, a moose, wasn't it? That came into the front of their car. Um, the uh, Kelly twin that survived said it was a bear cub. 
which had but but a larger problem in where were they Saskatoon? No, uh, yeah, yeah, like they, they were on that fucking road right, between Regina. You know where it's okay. Yeah, it's like he that, said the sun was hitting in such a way it was almost like directly in front of the car, and that plus like reflection off the ground when that bear cub was out and he swerved. I mean, the, the video of the of the car is is brutal. The thing's accordioned, and it was a truck. It was like a like a Bronco type. Uh, thing I think, and uh, got accordion, but he and he was already out of WWE for a few years. So that whole run, everything the, when I remember seeing him when he was tagging with Jesse, doing the leather thing with the like the New York gang thing, into the adorable thing where he he did the uh, teased the homosexual thing for the for the easy eighties heat, ate the gay guy. Um, that whole run was over by the time he was like 32. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. And uh great great work. Every everyone always uh everyone always universal. But that's almost that that's that Carol O'Connor age, you know? When I, when I, he was Archie Griffin, he was like 40 Archie Griffin. Archie Bunker. Archie when, yeah, when he was a Heisman Trophy, when he was a Heisman Trophy, was a Heisman Trophy winner twice at Ohio State. Uh no, uh, yeah, but when he was Archie Bunk, he was like forty six or eight years old. You know? That's incredible. Because yeah, 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 I mean, he yeah. looked like he, I guess, prematurely gray or whatever. And then you know the body, but he was able to look twenty five years older than he was. One of the greats. Um, you know the the bloodline segment, uh, the, uh, the the fracturing of of the family there. This this is huge. I mean, they set records at at MSG for attendance, and then their ratings. We're through the roof again. SmackDown, you know, talking about SmackDown and Raw, and um, so I had to, so I had to watch. I had to catch up a little bit. I mean, everyone's talking about it, so you know, we gotta, we gotta check in. I have to dispel the myths that I'm not interested in any wrestling at all since 2001. So I checked in and I watched, and the storyline itself, I don't, there's nothing earth shattering or groundbreaking about it, but the performances. I think are what are getting this over. We know Roman, and I don't mean wrestling performance. I'm, I'm talking about like in yeah. the promos and yeah, okay. the, more the, the, the interpersonal. Like when you have to engage with somebody else, when you're just out there doing your rehearsed lines and you're really not going back and forth with someone in the ring. I, I it's obvious to me, but um, Roman's great. We know that, and I think the Usos also. Are oh, great. so great at this that that is, they their performances acting. Do we call it acting? What do you call it? I don't want to insult anybody. But. I I mean it's it is acting. It's 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 the it's the. I mean to to me that's what's the difference between doing a film or doing a television show? They're doing a television show. They they do the acting. They also do their own stunts. They do their own action scenes. They do it. I mean, that's the that's one of the things about why it should be called sports entertainment. Mm. You know, because it is. It's sports, but it's, I mean, the entertaining aspect is that you that, that you get to know these characters. You know, I was uh, watching an interview between the, the the two Uso brothers, and like mm-hmm. their dream is to work against each other at WrestleMania, and some you know in, in years to come. Like that's. You know that's where this will go, and I think what happens is, and I know that uh, 
as as close as 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 we were the click we were very much like family and i think that there's a trust and an ability to push that other person's buttons a person like you know it it it, it your interaction is so much more um real because your interaction is 24 7 for years and years and years mm. so you can you can even make the other guy laugh you can make him i mean you can you can say shit that that, that that'll that'll piss him off mm-hmm. that'll get a response and you, you i mean so i think the fact that they are family that they've been working like look at the difference between kevin and sammy and their degree of involvement in the show and their degree of being over when involved with them as opposed to now pulling away from that. You know, I mean, it's just like. But can uh, my question to you about this whole angle is from what I watched the other night, it looks like it's Jay and Roman, right? That's, I guess they're kind of teasing. Is that, enough of a payoff the angle's hot but there is still a contest aspect of this that we have you know wrestling for the title to win a title is is that a substantial enough threat to that title jay versus do we believe jay's going to beat roman on a big pay-per-view for the title well, I think that what they did was by um, he broke the streak. We right. we, we know that he broke the yeah, streak. Yeah, so by, by the first time in you know over a thousand you know a thousand days, you know Romans uh, was pinned. So you know, there's two ways to look at that psychology wise. Okay, that that was the that's what you always do. You beat the champ in a tag match. You know, so the the belt doesn't leave hands, and um, but at the same time, it's just like does lightning hit? You know, strike, does lightning strike twice? And do you catch everybody going, "Oh shit, I didn't see that coming. I never thought that." Like we don't think like you're 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 second guessing it. So right. now does that? So what does that do if he does? Because once once he passes Pedro's Pedro's mark. I think that it's all all bets are off. Once mm-hmm. Roman's the the, the longest uh, standing champion, I just think that you know. So, but who's to say, as as they build that storyline, the other brothers like whoa, you know, like what what, what you know why did why did why do you get it's not like the, the glitch goes. Oh, you go ahead and fight. You know, it's just like, whoa, why, why, why are you getting the title shot? So you can, all, you can start to, you know. Bruno's title reign, if you combine his two reigns, the 63 one and then the 71 one, whatever the second one was, it's like 4,000 days. So we're, we're not coming anywhere near that, I don't think, with, with this, unless they, they do plan to. I just don't know that they would do that, but um, I I just don't think I think I'd buy it was right. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. 
but um, you're clearly a little more on board, a little less skeptical than I, so we shall see. All right, so San Martino, 2803, Bob Backlund, 2135, Hogan, one, Hogan 2185. But that's not San Martino's combined. That's a single run, I think, which I don't know what they'd call yeah, that's, that's what you go by, a single run. All right, so 2800. I got a question. This is for, this is not for you, uh, Sean. This is much for the guys in the back. I don't. I haven't played the video games uh, for you know, for a while, but especially now that T's passed, I saw something that was was on either Twitter or Instagram or whatever, where they you can like they showed one thing where they had um, Taker and Lesnar dancing in like USO outfits. Um. And I mean, you know, the graphics are amazing because it's their, it's you know, it's the new video game. But they had a thing where they were they, they had three guys walking into the ring, and the first one was Goldberg. He had he had a, a clear water bottle in his hand, and then it was um, Lesnar and Rus and uh, and uh, Roman, and that kind of um, jockeyed around. But it was just like those three guys like. Goldberg goes up the, up the uh, steps first, <clears throat> excuse me, and then um, I forget who goes up. I, I think Lesnar goes up second, and then Roman like Roman steps back and lets, lets Lesnar go by, and then Roman goes up last. But the graphics and the looks on their faces, it was just like they it was such a badass threesome of guys that you said to yourself like. And I ran, I ran it back like three times, looking at it, going like, like what I would pay, you know, to, to have see, seen a three way, to, to see that, to see those three guys in a match where I'd say, and look who they're against, you know, and right. that's oh, it's a, a six man tag. You're saying I thought yeah, you were saying against like, each other. No. Those I mean, those three. If that was the other, that was one team, you know, then you may, you know, you'd have to have Taker on the other side. You'd have to have, you know, it, you'd have to have Steve, maybe Rock. You know, that's you'd the have fun of have, video games. You, you get to, you get yeah, to. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to have some, 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 some badass boys, you know. So, um, I would have yeah. seen how they would have combated the heart punch. I would have put Kowalski, uh, Stasiak, rather, right in there. <sighs> And seen how Goldberg would have dealt with the threat of the heart punch. What if Fritz just came out and just just started clawing people? A double claw, maybe double a third cl- one with his foot. Yeah, with, with yeah. a bunion. Right, really. Ooh. Get a little color, a little hard way in there. Yeah. Hey, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to uh, to Waltman briefly. He was commenting on one of the uh, one of our previous shows. He sent me a text, and we were talking about your. Your little dust up with Roddy in the Boston locker room. He mentioned that he mentioned a bodyguard in regards to to Roddy traveling. That what, is is there a worse look in a locker room if you want respect than a it was it a legit bodyguard? And what are they guarding him from? The boys? I don't know. Did, did anyone just kind of like look around and go? I I took it more as a handler. Because Roddy would get kind of wasted. Oh, to get him from town to town and stuff. I always—that's how I always. I, I, ah. I, I didn't see it. Well, but put it this way: you, I'd have fired him after that incident in Boston. He sure, 
Because Scott just said, don't even think about it. And the dude didn't move. So, oh, the dude? Scott, yeah. Scott said that to the guy? Scott just looked and said, don't even think about it. Would he wear a beret, I heard? Was he? Was he... I think it was raspberry. Interesting. Um, you know, today me and Kevin are talking. I'm going to tell everybody. That. And uh, we had a moment where we both kind of went, you know what is unique? This week's stiff one of the week. Boom. Yes, we're only there. Um, <laughs> Blue Chew, our friends at Blue Chew, back this week to sponsor the stiff one of the week. And who better to sponsor the stiff one of the week? Hop on, guys. Um, <laughs> let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, guys. BlueChew.com. That's the magic formula. That's all you need to know, brother. Um, it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You know, I was just thinking, I did a little video today on social media. I posted right before we came on of, of one of our food sponsors. I had six meals delivered. So I made all six and laid them out on the dining room table with the, the with the box in front of each one, so I could show the box and then show the finished result, and then plow through all of them. Forget the low calorie option that they promised to deliver. I nailed the six meals. So I wonder if Blue Chew, if we could do something like that, maybe just like bent over the dining room table, um, six volunteers to to take the Blue Chew service altered. Uh, schmeckle to see um, if it delivers. Um, let's see. Uh, automatically, I'm back in Hollywood, 1945. I got to. I got to stop this here. I got to get back. Could you imagine if they would have had Blue Chew? Forget it. It, it would have been doled out at the when you get off the bus on uh, on on yeah, Hollywood and Vine. They just hand it out. Say, see what's Simmons right there. <laughs> Line them up. Um, so here's what you're going to do, guys. You're going to go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. Best part, done online entirely. No doctor's visits, guys. No awkward conversations. We're talking about popping a chewable tablet and getting ready to deliver the goods like you never have before. Take any mystery out of the game, guys. You pop one, you chew it, and you are going to be ready to go, go, go. All right? Made in the USA, prepared, shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. This is all designed to happen in a very comfortable setting for you. All right? And we want to help you have better sex. So um, discover your options at bluechew.com. Just chew it and do it, baby. Here's what we're going to do. We always do something special for our listeners. Try it for free. What do you got to lose? Use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH and receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the Stiff One of the Week. I'm obsessed with this Stiff One of the Week, and I can't stop watching it. This is, it, it was, it might have been Delta, for, for all we know, for the, oh, I know. <laughs> the last I know. few weeks on this show. I know what you're going to put up. Actually, I think it was American Air Airlines. So the Stiff One, here's a woman going stiff on a man who apparently is not real. I'm going to leave it there. And we can see this. It's gone viral. You might have seen it already. I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off. And everyone, 
can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. So we never see who she's talking about. So it's just left it. You think she was referring to her chest as as uh, being not real? I think it was. I think that was me on, on the way to the Tulsa vintage uh, toy store back in coach. You, you wonder why I won't sit in coach? Because <laughs> the crazies, the crazies come out. Yeah, I love her. I don't care. I love her to be able to stand up to a room, a, a plane full of strangers. That held up the flight for three hours. How unhappy would a Kevin Nash have been with that young lady not sitting next to someone who was Oh, number real? one, I would have stood up and I said, all right, let's walk back. Walk me back. I want to see, because if there's a shapeshifter back there, I'll be damned about it. I'll get that motherfucker on my phone. Right. What's, you know, what's... Ca- Carrot Top was on this flight. Did you know that? Carrot Top, the comedian. And if you have you seen him lately? I think it could have been him. Just, I'm 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 not fucking saying no. All right, Steve, please isolate that. There he is talking about his flight on the plane with that woman. Um, Steve, please isolate that motherfucker is not real. That will be played weekly. You know what? If Joe Biden was on the flight because of all the actors that have been, oh. she might have been right. Well, you, he's he's yeah, he's not the real Joe Biden because he was he's been assassinated. Right, but. That motherfucker that cut the promo in Lithuania today was was pretty spot on. Right, but not real. Dear Sexy, everyone's favorite segment, Dear Sexy. Actual Dear Abby letters um, repurposed for this show. We're going to ask Kevin Nash uh, for his advice um, from the uh, Dear Abby archives. First letter, Dear Sexy. My in-laws are having a large and expensive celebration for their 40th anniversary. They are demanding that all five children kick in $250 toward the party. We live in another state, and our tickets to attend are very expensive. Sexy, we feel the cost of our tickets is enough expense without helping to pay for their party. They invited us. My father is 80 years old, and he and my mom will have a 50th anniversary soon. That is something to celebrate. I don't mind paying for it myself, and I won't ask anyone to help. Which anniversary should be celebrated with a big celebration, and must we help pay for their party? No one offered to help us with the expenses of our plane tickets. That's from Jackie in Colorado Springs. If your in-laws were throwing an expensive 40th anniversary party and demanded that Tamara and her siblings and families contribute $250 each to the party. How would that work with you? I mean, it depends on how many times they want me to tell them to fuck off. So maybe just once would be sufficient. Yeah. <coughs> I think once I said, <coughs> once I said, fuck you, number one, I'm not going anywhere. So, 
So okay, so this person. So uh, what is it again? Jackie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh. So what? What year is this? How many years? When, no, when know, it's hard to tell. It's from the archive, so it could have been anything in the last. <laughs> no, years. I mean, but what anniversary is it? Oh, oh, it was the 40th anniversary. Oh, it's their 40th. Yeah. And this other, and she's saying they're going to have their 50th, and he's 80. No, what she's saying is her parents are having a, a 50th, and they're not asking anyone to pay. Why are her in-laws, who are just having a 40th, asking people to contribute? Yeah. Yeah. All that shit's Hallmark fucking, that's all Hallmark anniversaries. So go, so she's justified in telling them to go scratch. Yeah, fuck them. All right. <coughs> Dear Sexy, I am a 51-year-old man married to a woman who has been down the aisle three times. I love her very much, and I know she loves me. However, she has a habit that's beginning to bother me a great deal. She never misses an opportunity to bash men. Whenever she hears or reads about a man who has gotten himself in trouble with alcohol, gambling, or womanizing, she, re she remarks, typical male, then does, a ten then does 10 minutes about how all men are pigs. The other day, a neighbor came over to show us her new puppy. I went to pet the puppy, and the neighbor said, be careful, I don't think she likes men. And my wife said, smart dog. She hates her daughter's husbands and boyfriends, and she cannot stand any of my male friends. She seems happiest when she's commiserating with other women about how they've been wronged or hurt by men in their lives. Unlike her two previous husbands, I am a faithful and loving life partner who's not a wife-beater, philanderer, or a liar. I've asked her to please stop spewing her venom while I'm in the room, but now she thinks it's funny when I react. It's obvious that if she thinks all men are pigs, she shouldn't have married another one. How can I make her, underst how can I make her understand that her constant male bashing is harming our relationship from tired of hearing it in Tempe, Arizona? Um, I don't know, maybe t sit her down and tell her the truth. You know, to me, it's just like, if, if my wife was, was male bashing every, I mean, it'd be like, you get, you get kind of play wiffle ball and shit like that. One strike. But wouldn't you probably know before you should number number one you you're her third walk down the aisle yeah so if she's not carrying as much baggage as as billy zane did to walk on the titanic which you know she is it's like fuck man it's yeah there's a little bit of hey you married her you know yeah exactly yeah. yeah you know she's got 23 duis <laughs> I only knew months, about twenty two. Yeah, yeah, two months, two months later, huh? yeah, I can't, I can't put up with your drinking, honey. It's like, come on, man. Oh, the male bashing thing. And listen, not easy being a man this day well, and no, age. But, uh, <coughs> please tell me the upside of getting married a second time. Um, would you ever, if you, if something happened with you and your wife, would you get married again? I, I don't. I'm gonna say no, but I think wouldn't every man say no? And then something changes them. What's going to change? I, I guess the having to do laundry by yourself. I don't know. Something well, I happens. Do that anyway. Something no, man, happens. That. If something happened to my wife, man, that there ain't a fucking chance in hell. I'm fucking. Uh -uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And, it's and, like and, fucking. The only reason you fucking keep score in golf, if you're not on the fucking tour. It's because the other guys don't want you cheating. 
fucking if I'm playing if I'm playing around a golf on my own, I'll be damned if I'm fucking gonna, taking a pencil out. I've got pencil in my fucking hand. Fuck that. Hit the ball. Let's fucking let's just go. Speaking of hitting the ball, Kevin, it is time for Manscaped's summer performance package. I folks. escaped today. Did you escape? Did you manscape, my man? Manscaped today. Yes, I did. Good man. Hey, summer, it means swimming. You know what that means? Cannonballs, baby. It's time. Uh, this is it's not just about the size of the cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer has ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, 20% off and free shipping. Best thing about these razors, it is not hard, I would imagine, with some of the market razors out there to get a little nick, a little something uh, to, to wound your balls while trimming below the waist. Um, but the Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouth-watering treats at the party. Uh, they've built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Okay, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Uh, it features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0. 7,000 RPM motor. I'm going to say that again, a 7,000 RPM motor. And a new multifunction on-off switch, um, which engage, which has a travel lock you can engage. Kevin has spoken in the past about how important the travel lock for the Razor is. The one that's just buzzing in your bag and killing your battery or your charge. Uh, it gives you the, the ability to use a 4,000 uh, K LED spotlight uh, when you need to get to those precise areas. Did I mention it's waterproof too? It is beach, pool, shower. This razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Uh, they make uh, boxers, the shed travel bag. I'm a big fan of the crop preserver ball deodorant, guys. All this and more. Um, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLICK at <clears throat> manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q. Manscaped is the perfect way to get your patties sizzling hot. This summer. This is a little known fact. If you don't have a beard, but you do get the kit, make sure you pack the entire kit when you go on the road because the beard oil. It's a must. Twist one off with that easy. (laughs) That's right. Forget the Astroglide. That beard oil will slide right in there handy, boys. Look down at that extra inch and a half you've trimmed back and be proud. These are the tips you don't get anywhere else. No, 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 no. Hey, um, did you happen to see, um, (laughs) happen to see, uh, Doc Mary on the, on the, on HBO Max? a little something about uh, you know, like Rock Hudson documentary. You didn't see that, did you? Did you happen to see that? And we're like, yeah, we did. That oh, pants we came off. We dropped draws. We, that was we it. Popped, man. Oh my. Yeah, so, you know, this is the. There's love a lot people, to unpack. I, I love when people always say this. How like when we 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 agreed on the fireworks thing, it's like, oh, you two old fucks. You know what, man? It's not that I'm old. 
It's just that I pay a premium to live the life I do. I pay fucking more in taxes. I pay all kind of shit. You can't, but the problem with me is it's not so much the fireworks. It's the motherfuckers that are using their homes as Airbnbs in a non-rental area because these assholes aren't there. We're supposed to have a three-month minimum lease, and there's 99,000 cars up and down the beach for three days, and they're all gone. And guess what? Not everybody from that lives on the beach is from Alabama or Georgia, okay? Just so happens that everybody's in a, in a, in a suburban, a Tahoe with a Georgia. It's like, no, they're all coming over the border, getting a place that holds 93 of them, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And where I live, you can't drive on the beach. You know, it's like, this is, it's, it's a, a turtle habitat. It's quiet. That's why I live there. So it, it has nothing. If you want to go light fireworks off, knock yourself out. Just don't do it someplace where it's illegal. Mm-hmm. And don't do it in my fucking, don't make my dog have a heart attack. So it's not that we're old. It's just that fuck you, you know? But anyway. Anyway, in regards so to rock we're, we're, we're also talking about the fact that, you know, and as, as life goes on, you don't get to watch what you want to in the TV room. You know, so I watched 65 the other day, and uh, I, well, I'll just leave it at that. I watched it and pulled my wife through it for uh, 90 minutes. And so it was kind of her choice. So we were going through, and she said, "She said, go get, get off of Max because there's never anything. Or get off of, of Netflix and, and go to Max and see if there's anything on Max." So I, I went to home and I and I went through, and she goes, "Oh, she goes, I wanted to see that um, Rock Hudson uh, bio." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, I, I was a, Rock Hudson's cool with me. McMillan and McMillan and White. And wife. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in. You know, Giant, great, great film. So this documentary starts off, and it's basically like you know, as, as time went on, because you know, Rock Hudson was like the first prominent celebrity to. Um, contract and then and then uh die of aids Mm -hmm. and it was always like hush hush you know and when was he gay and you know and then they go into this this documentary where he's at his at his uh at the castle and in the hollywood hills and it's 70 24 year old guys sitting around a pool with either uh, swim trunks are nude and this is going on like every day and I'm thinking how do you keep 75 26 year old gay guys from not the next day going to a, a, a gay club and going you're not going to believe I was at Rock Hudson's I mean and they, they took Rock like Rock was up in San Francisco and he went to a, a place where you could go up on the catwalk and watch the guys go into the glory the the sliding doors that had the glory holes 
And, you know, Rock was 6'4". He's, you know, had no problem. Just he was he was almost completely open about his his. uh, And how that was kept under wraps for. And it's not just Rock. I mean, the documentary covers Rock Hudson. It's basically all of I mean, there was. And I forget, I think the guy's name was Simmons. The manager. Yeah. The the manager Something guy. Like that. But I mean he like, he basically took these these young uh bucks that would come into Hollywood that were that were gay and would um groom them and teach them how to be more masculine so like uh, any kind of little nuance they had wouldn't 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 out them on film. Right. The the importance of the male star being able to play the war hero now as opposed to you know, Errol Flynn, the swashbuckler. Um, it, it was a different skill set needed for the camera. Uh, you know, had to butch it up, so to speak. So, but I was in awe, Kevin. I was in awe of how, um, how this function was needed in Hollywood to that degree. And then, so, so there's that aspect of it. Like, you know, the manager's job is taking all these gay guys and turning them into matinee idols and then like you said the the footage and the still shots of the pool parties uh, this isn't five best friends sitting around They're, it's it's lavish and it look it was it's like uh, caligula minus the women so how this was able to be kept under wraps the the pr job that had to be done and it was and it wasn't like Rock Hudson was like Elton John, where he had like one or two lovers that were very long term. It was like he was more like Tommy Lee during the Motley Crew run, you know. Except it was dudes, right? And it was just like, and there's a there's a clip that I mean, they just guys are. I mean, he's. On tape, just basically saying, you know, like the guy says, "Hey, rocks is this guy I wanted to meet?" He goes, "Yeah, really? What's he look like?" He goes, well, about, "About nine inches." I mean, that's I mean, that was the conversation. He goes, "Yeah, have, have him stop by." And listen, the games we had to play dating women, like the, the, this is this is really cutting out the middleman. You know, is it? What does he look like? Nine inches. Send him over. Like, get it done. Get it yeah, done. Could you imagine getting that kind of a book report? So how, how how's that 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 uh, Susan girl? Fucking laser, Take a like a, la- yeah. yeah, laser, laser like a corpse. Fucking nothing but teeth. All right, thanks, for, thanks for yep. looking out. Pass. Right. Yeah. So I so I was I was shocked, and many times I would turn to my wife and say. Can you believe this was just going on in Hollywood all over the place? The Ryan Murphy series, I think it was called Hollywood from like three or four years ago, which I, I thought was rather gratuitous with some of the uh, the guy on guy action. And I, I was kind of like, ah, oh, like, what are they taking one aspect of Hollywood in the 40s? And, and they're kind of making the whole thing. Up. But no, apparently it was that insane. Well, there was one ep- there was one thing where they were talking about the, the filming of Giant, and how him and James Dean didn't get along at all. And they said that James Dean made it well known that Rock Hudson had, had made several advances during the filming of, of, of Giant, 
And then the person that's doing the documentary says, which nobody understands why that would put James Dean in, in, in any uproar because it was it was well known throughout the Hollywood circles that James Dean was was uh, went, went both ways. So it's like, like how, I, I just don't understand that when he got sick, and then there's this guy that it, it's, it gets so brutal towards the end because now he's, you know, he, I mean, he's Rock Hudson, and this is like he's, it's, it's, he's at such a different level than everybody else is. And he gets, you know, he, he, he's, he contracts AIDS. And he goes about a year kind of like undercover. Mm-hmm. Somebody like somebody saw him at at um, at a Reagan function, and somebody saw like a lesion by his ear, and they said, "Man, like, I just like saw a picture of Rock. Like you should really go get that lesion taken care of." So they went and had the lesion looked at, and when they when they looked at it, it was it was diagnosed as AIDS, and the, the original diagnose like, diagnosis of. Uh, of AIDS is they thought it was cancer. They thought it was some kind of a cancer because it had so many similarities uh, of of cancer and attack, uh, you know, uh, of attacking the the, the body. So um, he uh, he went to to France. He went to Paris and um, was being treated there. And then once they found out that he had actual AIDS because they didn't know like how contagious it was and and what I mean. It, 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 I remember back. It was when, early on. Yeah, when early this 80s. Was, yeah, this is early eighties when, and I remember when it was, you know, people said it was. I mean, Magic Johnson when when Magic Johnson was was diagnosed, they you know they, he couldn't play in the league. It took a couple years before they found out. Okay, it's not contagious through saliva or, or uh, sweat. Then they they allowed Magic to come back and play in the All Star game. They scored like forty. Yeah, but um. No, it was just, it was, and so they, they he signed to, to go on uh, the show Dynasty, and he had this, uh, he was a horse breeder, uh, and he had this scene with Linda Evans where she gets tossed, and he jumps down off the horse and runs down to her, and he has to kiss her. Yeah. And it's like his diary is just like, oh, my God, like, I, I, I can't believe I've got to, you know, I've got to do this today. And the last thing he wants to do is, of course, give her this. So he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, you know, I went through a bottle of mouthwash. And when you watch this, this horribly awkward kiss that he gives her with his mouth, like, you know, like glued shut. And she's like, I, I know that Rock Hudson can kick. Why won't he kiss me? And she was, and then they found out later on, okay, you know, he has AIDS. And then Linda Evans would walk into the dressing room and the people would scatter. And like, I lost, a, I lost a cousin to AIDS and, you know, it was it, it, back then. It was always like the people would say he died of ammonia. He had pneumonia. He had pneumonia. It was always pneumonia. Like that was, you know, and, uh, what year would this have been in the beginning? Yeah, this is early, early. Yeah, my cousin, my, my cousin, uh, my cousin passed. 
and you know, I mean, I, we we knew he was we knew he was homosexual. I mean, he he made so many passes at me and my brother throughout you know, our childhood. No, <laughs> your age? Older, older. He was you know several years older than I was. I remember one time he called me upstairs, and you know, I'm eight eight nine years old, coming up the stairs, and I come around the corner and. I walk in his room and he's laying there with a big boner. Hop on. I say, I don't think my fucking one foot touched going down those stairs. (laughs) I was at the landing. I was like, fuck. Now this was not your WWE tryout match. This was, this was your childhood. You're talking about. No, this is my time. I mean, it was just like, cause I, you know, fuck, you don't, I was eight. I mean, Mm. I don't even think I'd seen a playboy at that point in my life. So it was, you know, a little bit more, you know, 1968 was a little bit more of a, you know. <laughs> Simpler time? <laughs> yeah. Now you go yeah. by, you know, you, go, you go by a bus stop and there's third graders and they're calling each other cocksuckers and fuck right. you. They're, and, they're you all know. on Pornhub on their phones. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was. You, it was, you it was, run it was, upstairs and Cousin Jerry's got the fucking yeah. Eiffel Tower in the bed. and It's just like, you know. And it's funny if you've ever talked to a woman that's been uh, had somebody expose themselves to them. It's so jarring. Um, they always go, and I swear to God, the thing was a foot and a half long, because you just don't expect to see somebody's you know genitalia. I remember my wife was was with a friend of hers, and they were at the. Uh, Acres Mill Mall, and some guy drove by real slow, and uh, just was you know masturbating when you know like from you know from like right next to them. I wouldn't have done it if I knew it was Tamara. I just I didn't know you at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, she said she every time she watches our show, she goes, "Sean, looks, for, no Sean looks familiar." That's why Tristan ripped the book up. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's the one, but. but- uh, Gosh, man, I just, I, I, you know, I didn't know, I, I didn't know, I may, maybe because I didn't, and I hadn't read a one person had written anything about this, and I'm on social media and everything else. It's just like, I, I, it didn't get any kind of reviews. I mean, this thing, we're the only two guys that have seen this in America. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I saw no coverage of it. We just were flipping uh, around. And it, again, it was one of those compromise nights, right? Like my wife's with me. So it's, it's a, I'm not going down the, the, uh, you know, the CSI rabbit hole. So it's going to, and it was, something I, mean, I, I, I found I, the piece at the end, like it was, he died alone. You know, he had those two friends that were, you know, that he, that he had, you know, throughout life. And they were, you know, like, but they went, like, when, when they went out to Joshua Tree, and Rock had never been there before. And, um, you know, that was, so I think it was around Easter time. And they, they, you know, they were telling that the, it was kind of their story at that point, kind of through um, a diary. And they were saying how um, they knew that if they saw Rock again, didn't really matter because this was the last time mm. that they were going to see rock that 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 was this was it and it basically was after that one by the way he, he had to uh rent like a 747 or some shit 727 to get home from paris to la because 
you know, they wouldn't allow him, you know, and you, you couldn't take a small enough, you know, he had to fucking, you know, rent a whole plane and he was, he was deathly ill. And um, he went back to his home and, 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 you know, there were some, some of his, his past lovers that wanted to, you know, touch base with, with the, those two friends. And they were like, like, you know, he's doesn't even, he wouldn't know you were here if you, if, if you were here, and they, you know, the mm-hmm. guy, and everybody just said at the end that, um, that knew him and spent time with him or was a lover of his, that what a great guy he was. One guy, I mean, the, the the term he used was he was he was such a dandy. He was a dandy, wasn't you he? know? And yeah, and, and, and um, he, he made um, like like Doris like Doris Day. There's a there's a part when because Doris Day and him did Pillow Talk, and I've seen Pillow Talk, and you know, it's like he did several movies where the storyline was that he was. Either like in Pillow Talk, he pretends to be a gay man to get close, so he can get to get Doris stay in bed. Like that's the the premise of the movie. And um, Doris Day just, you know, they're trying to. They've got clips of her like, uh, God, Rona Barrett. People probably don't remember Rona Barrett, but she was like a a, a gossip, a gossip, a gossip yeah. columnist, yeah. And she was like like huge back in the uh, early eighties. She had, she had her own shows and shit like that on television. But um, she, like they were trying to, like, you know, paint Doris Day in the, into a corner. And she said, I don't know. She said, all I just know is he's a wonderful man. And there's one thing about that entire documentary. There isn't a human being that had a, a bad word to say about him. So. Yeah, well, that's. I don't even think when he died, 84, 85, I think 84. It, it, it was still not being carried. And, no. and t- today you won't ha- you wouldn't have this, that he was a homosexual. I think the, I think the news clip they showed the woman, the closest they got was saying a past way of AIDS, the disease typically associated with homosexual men. October second, nineteen eighty-five, and he was fifty-nine years old. Right, I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, 59. yeah, I was young. I, I, I remember because he. The thing was, you know, my wife had always, when she saw pictures of my father, my wife always said, "God, your dad looked a lot like Rock Hudson," and I had always heard that Rock Hudson was a, just a, a horrific chain smoker, like you never saw him without a cigarette, and that was my father, Bob. And I said, yeah, I said, he, he, he was a chain smoker, too. And um, my, my dad looked, you know, much, much older than 36 because just that, that constant smoke just ripping through your face. Was he 36 when he died? Yeah, my dad was 36 when he passed. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So, everyone, run out there and uh, grab grab some uh, Rock Hudson. Get a piece of the rock. It's, uh, it's called um, All That Heaven can fit all that heaven can fit in me hold on a minute here all that heaven you're horrible uh, where is it for god's sake no it is called something like all it, that heaven allowed yeah and the thing is so you think about that and then you think about when guys would would be in sports and they would come out and it would be like manic 
you know, he, he, they, would, they would come out, it would ruin their lives. Like everything, and, and now it's just like, if somebody came out in sports, would 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 anybody would it, it would be like what? So, all right. No, it happens now. You you see. Well, but I it, guess I, you know what I I will say. There's still a stigma. You're you're very macho sports. Box, has there been a, a a publicly gay boxer or MMA fighter, or I mean there have been football players, but like the I do. Th- think there would still be a little bit of a stigma depending on the sport tennis you're fine golf you're probably fine um well I mean, i'm sure there's i just don't think it's newsworthy that whether i don't know i mean i i i know for a fact that it's 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 really not kosher in professional wrestling, I don't know anybody that's um, that's came out that's that's been like, you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gay. That's but what about not pushed. to fans? What about just like to to the locker room? Would it still be a problem? I I don't. It wouldn't with me, but I'm I'm you know. I don't know. Your rank and file today might be okay with it. I would hope. I think a woman might, it might be a little easier for a woman. Oh um, God, yes. But I think for, for a guy, I think the rank and file today, it is a bit of a different world. So I think maybe in, in, know. in most thinking parts of the country, it is. I mean, I've got so many gay friends and it just, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I just don't, He's not my gay friend. Right. He's my friend. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like, there's nothing worse than somebody says, I'm not a racist. I, I have black friends. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you, so that's this is my black friend, yeah, yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, and your Rolodex, this is black friend. Right. Like, in, under, when you when the phone rings, it has a B next to their name, so you realize, oh, that's my black friend. Right. Like, you, you have friends, man. Like, fuck. Like, if, if you in your mind say that there's, you, you have a problem if that's your gay friend or that's your black friend you got a fucking problem if it's hey, just not your friend speaking of the MNA gays uh the uh the emmys is coming up there and that's the uh, everyone knows that there's the gay uh super bowl at the emmys the emmys the oscars anything with the red carpet there so uh i'm gonna bring up some nominees for lead actor in this right. year's be interesting. Emmys. And I want to f- I want I want to feel your opinion, and then we can open it up. We got people in the room here, our friends who have subscribed at ClickThisTV.com. All right, so here are the nominees: um, uh, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. Um, pay, uh, my order is a little different there, but I'll go according to what's on the screen. Um, we have uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, where is he there? Let me see. Pedro Pascal from The Last of Us. Yeah, he was good. Kieran Culkin. He was great. Of In Succession. Jeremy Strong from Succession. Very good. Driving Steve crazy. Try to keep up with me here. He's scrolling all over the screen. And Brian Cox from Succession. And Jeff Bridges from The Old Man. Did you watch The Old Man? I didn't, so I, I don't. Oh, God, he was excellent at that. I, I, I'm a huge, I mean, 
Jeff Bridges fan. So it's, it's he's on the cover of ARP magazine for all you people that aren't 50. <laughs> um, but, uh, God, it would be hard for me not to go with the show ending with Brian Cox. Hmm. Calkin would be two. See, that's where I was going to go. I was going to go with Kieran just because of kind of the broad, particularly this season, the, the broad range that he was allowed to show, courtesy of the writers. Be nice to end that strike. I just think that when they showed his vulnerability. Yeah. You know, when he when he goes out in the crowd and gets his, you know, it just his vulnerability during his, his father's funeral. I think he was giving or given the most uh the most chance to show you know epic range. Mm-hmm. Where, you know <clears throat> Brian Cox, you know, pr- pretty much played the same character. That's where I'm going with that. I mean, Brian Cox is a wonderful actor, uh, but um where sure. I'd want to see the, I'd want to see yeah. a journey. I'd want to be, I want to see a character journey, an arc. Yeah, I, 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 I would say I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna see. What, I'm, you, you were able to sway me. See how easy that was. I'm see going that? back. I'm going you, back. You'll, I, you'll, you're malleable, and you'll just go I with whoever's opinions I'm, on I'm the gonna, show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump right, right back in the Calkins lap, and actually, I'm gonna put Jeff. Hop Bridges. on. I'm gonna be out. <laughs> Well, I see my Avon bottles, and then uh, I don't get Bridges. that reference. Should I know that? <laughs> my brother will if he's listening. Okay, that's for you, Mark. Hop on! The insertion of Avon bottles for Mark. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel Kieran Culkin, and and I just for uh, um, for total uh, clarity's sake, I would say that I did not see uh, the old man. And um, I saw clips because I'm a horror film fan, but uh, I did not see the whole series, The Last of Us. Maybe there is a very big T, T arc to his I, character. Oh, God, T would have loved that because we played. That was one of the last games he and I played together that we finished. Oh, that's right. It was it was based yeah, on the, that. Yeah, based uh, on a video game. So, all right, what does the crew feel here? Um, now, if you if you if you if you're going to go into an, an episode, mm-hmm. I would have picked the one where. Um, and uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the, the the actor's name from Parks and Rec. It's the it's it was that the, the oh god. These guys will have it. Someone will have it. But anyway, so yeah, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman. Offerman played, he played Swanson, right? That's what I'm being told. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Episode three and the, that was, that was pretty brilliant. So what does our audience think here? Who's getting it? Who's getting it? Let's see. All right. David going with Brian Cox. David going with Brian Cox. Can we can we persuade you to go with Cockin? Only if he's as malleable as I am. Uh, she's had uh, offer. Nick, out of the hadn't seen any of the shows. Okay, if you have to see any of them, Jen, Succession. Um, 
Too Hard and Fear said, love that episode. I guess you're still talking about episode three. Yeah, it's, 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 it's um, uh, uh, he's got like, he's, he's alone and he's got this fortress built and um, he's got every, he's a survivalist and this guy falls into a booby trap. You think he's going to kill him. And he pulls the guy out. And the guy that, that that ends up being his gay lover is he's the he's the guy that uh, is the um, gay uh, the guy that runs the resort and the first wild orchid. Is that what? Oh, that and, was called? And, uh, white well, Lotus. White, white, white Lotus. I'm sorry, White Lotus. Yeah. He's the he's the he was that that the actor that played the gay guy that was running that right. Um, was running that so and, it, and they would like they were on at the same time my wife's right. like does this guy play all he does is play gay guys busy guy murray bartlett he's willing to be persuaded to jeff bridges okay well kieran gets my vote now how about series here's the here are the the nominees for series in in alphabetical order it looks like you also have alphabetical order um never seen it yeah, Andor. I didn't see Andor. Uh, Better Call Saul, House of the Dragon. That's a Game of Thrones. Succession. Um, the Crown. I started The Crown. I, I couldn't go very far with it. My the wife last, watched that. The Last of Us. And uh, we should still have White Lotus and Yellow Jacket. I thought season one of Yellow Jackets was better. Um White Lotus. Oh, there's Yellowstone also. Right. Wow, the big favorite at at a minus two fifty is Succession. Wow. It's kind of. I mean, that was. You know that was that was newsworthy. That you know the who was you know the try to figure out what was gonna. You know, be the final of that show yeah. and. I really enjoyed House of Dragons. I, and maybe that's something. I mean, that's something because my wife and I watch it together. Um, but we also watched White Lotus. I didn't think that the second uh, season of White Lotus was as good as the first. I agree. Sicily did not have me uh, as enthralled no. as the Hawaii season did. Um, Is there going to be a third? Does anyone have information? I on don't this? know. She's yeah. dead. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, um, Jennifer Coolidge. She's yeah, crazy. better call. Better call. I think it's, and it's almost redundant to me. It's, I actually stopped watching it because I just wasn't getting anything like more out of it. I think I, I kind of played itself out. Uh, I was Last a Breaking of Bad Us. fan, and and so I went I, over yeah. because I was supposed to. Oh, yeah, not the was, same show, not the same. Appeal. No, I, no, I no. Um, I don't, I don't see, I mean, you know, do, are we going to just homer this and say succession? Because that's, well, no, gonna, but I was, I was a big win. fan. So but I, I'm going to, if I had to take my, my choice, because it's moving forward, it'll be house of dragons because that, that show will continue. And, and the others, well, last of us was probably second. 
but I mean, I, I can't say that I, I, I've waited for House of Dragons or uh, well, Last of Us. I've, I, I, I mean, I watched, I watched The Last of Us as it actually aired. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I couldn't wait. I mean, I'd be like, fuck, it's not on. Well, why isn't it on yet? You know, because at max, they hold it until it, you know, drops on HBO. Right. But that's the question. Like, what, what keeps you passionately coming back not just oh we have an extra episode of whatever we haven't uh haven't watched that yet you want to put it on hon you know but what what's what's event viewing now was it um was it last of us for you that was that was yeah that was probably because if if like my wife would would you know sometimes she's doesn't want to stay up and shit like that, so she'll go to bed, and I wouldn't watch. Like I can actually hold off and not watch Succession, but I Last of Us, I had to watch that. I had to watch when it dropped. See, that's a. I think that's a big. Uh, that's a big litmus test. Yeah. For what you. I was same with Old Man. I, I watched. I mean, I watched Old Man when it dropped too, because I didn't know whether. I think it was. I had, what was that on? Was that on American? I have to look for that. It's, American, like what radar. was that? What was that on? AMX, AMC, what, what? AMC. Is that what that was on? Uh, uh what do they got? I know yeah. that it, I I put it and uh, FX. Yeah. FX, okay. And like the only thing I really I really watch on FX is um, is Snowfall coming back? Does anybody watch Snowfall? I thought that was coming back. I haven't seen anything about that. Wesley thinks so. That's that's one of my favorites. That's a, that's I love that show. Um, what else do I watch on FX? Does Yellowstone come on FX? Is that come on? That comes on American Movie Cloud AMC, right? I like Yellowstone. I just can't take that seven minutes every episode where they're either um, Paramount. Yeah, I can't take the seven minutes every episode where they've got some kind of a roundup or a county fair where they've got some country music band in the background. I'm just not a country fan, and that's just I'm just like, ooh. That's usually when I go. It's it's like I'll go take a piss, and my wife will be like, "You want me to pause it?" I'm like, "I'm good." I'm good. I'm going to go upstairs and use the 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 bathroom and the and the master. It's a far, as far away as I can get from the TV. A half a mile walk to take a squirt. Yeah. Snowfall not coming back, by the way. Season six was the end. Ah, uh, boo. Yeah, Bear. I tried Bear because I liked uh, Shameless and uh, the actor. I'm going to forget his name from Shameless is in Bear. I tried that. I didn't last very long. Got to be pretty unique to keep me in. <coughs> All right, back with Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin, I'm Sean. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't remind everyone that they should be starting their Monday not only with the Click This podcast, but with their dose of AG1, okay? This is, uh, I discovered this via this show, but it was welcome because I was concentrating on my gut health at the time. I needed to... First of all, to shrink it, and then to make sure I was putting uh, some nutrient-rich stuff in it 
after my diverticulitis goddamn diagnosis, and I gave AG1 a try, and I loved it, and I still do. Okay, I drink AG1 in the morning. First thing, it's the first thing that goes into my stomach before anything else. Um, it's one scoop in one cup of water. You could put it in anything you want. I put it in water. Um, and you know what? It makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body. I need to start my day psychologically with that kind of power. You know, I need to know I'm giving my body the nutrition that it craves and that I'm covering my nutritional bases. Okay. Um, since I've been drinking AG1, I feel, uh, I, I, my digestion is better, I think. Mental clarity and focus is something that's aided by this, too. And um, it replaces your multivitamin. I used to pop with three, four, I had the fish oil thing, uh, a multi. Listen, it replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's one scoop in a glass of water, guys, all right? And listen, it saves a lot of time if you're worried about nutrition. You do that first thing in the morning, and you rock and you roll, all right? AG1 was created in 2010 and has helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since, okay? It's a high-quality, all-in-one solution. It's your daily foundational nutrition, okay? Each serving costs less than $3 a day. This is so simple, guys. Here's what I want you to do. If you're looking... For a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1. Get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash click, K-L-I-Q. That's drinkag1.com slash click, K-L-I-Q. Check it out. Okay. Did a little solid for yeah, everybody saying, there. I was saying I, I, when we were on commercial break um, that my wife has now stolen my AG1. Yes. So tell her to use that damn code. Get, get, get herself some uh, some money off there. And, well, you know, you, you get the you get the five travel packs. You can throw one in your bag every time you go away. Oh, she. That's how it. That's how it started. I, she took the, the travel packs on her cruise with her. Then she came home. We were just like, no, this isn't yours anymore. Get your own. I'm like, what? So she literally just took the AG1 yeah, right out of your hands. That's it. great. She says, you know, you, you, you. I'm like, all right. Like, but, you, you know, maybe you should order like six like months you know, worth. Well, she'll do it now. All right. Kev, we are about to face your public. Hashtag ask Nash. I, I, okay, I gotta, before we do that, yeah, there's a phenomenon mm. that I encounter at least four times a week. So <clears throat> on my way home, I drive up Atlantic Avenue, which is the beach road. And at Atlantic Avenue and Dunlawton, uh, which is the bridge that goes up over to the mainland, there is a putt-putt golf course called Pirate's Cove. What is the draw of putt-putt golf course and absolute hot women? Are you telling I mean, me that hot women are at miniature golf courses? Every single time I stop at the red light and look over, it's either some smoking hot milf and her husband and two kids are like three 
like 21 year olds with like in bikinis with like the wraps on. And it's like, it's not, it's not like once a week. It's every time I, and now I start doing the, the rubber neck. And as I go by, you know, I start I start looking from like far distance. Like, and I'd be like, son of a bitch. This is something I'm not familiar with. I'm going to have to pay attention. I'm just, I'm, I'm women out there, please uh, guys. If, 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 if you've got a hot girl and she loves going to, to putt, putt golf, miniature golf, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking at, at, uh, pictures of when Tamara and I lived in, uh, in Atlanta and we used to go to Destin and we have like pictures of my wife, like, you know, where, and she's smoking hot blonde, you know, the, she's 22 years old, sitting on a turtle with a fucking putter in her hand. At a putt putt golf course, and I'm like, see, we got we got dragged into this. Like, it sounds like a pictorial for for a penthouse or something. Yeah, you know, it's just I, I don't. Right, there's there's the locale. Can, can we get that's any like Pirates Cove there? Right? It's any just... Yelp shots or any? No, let's see. They... What do we got going on there? Someone in the distance. I, I can't see enough to know whether this is uh Yeah. Th- this satisfies the uh, uh I don't know if I'm gonna pay attention now and everybody everybody else Yeah, should. it's it's send your videos to us. Hashtag ask Nash. Yeah, videos or, or if you if you happen to go or not, okay. look at her. uh begging to be hit up. from behind. Pull that up. Can we pull her up? Yeah, she was better from a distance. <laughs> In a Daytona kind of way, maybe. I don't know. Oh, God. In, in, in an 18-pack. In an 18-pack with, with two blue chew in your belly. Yeah. And, all right, Pirates Cove. I'm just, I'm just curious. I, just, I, I, I saw one today that was just breathtaking. Uh, hashtag ask Nash. That's how we could do this. Gladiator scoops says Nash, just wondering at what point in your career would you say you were at your peak physically? So from a strength fitness point of view, maybe even, even from an injury point of view, cheers, big man. I don't know what injury point of view would be, but how about from strength and conditioning when were you at your peak? I was beat the shit my whole career. I never, I mean, I, I came in crippled. Um, I tell you when I was in really good shape and I, and I, I was, um, blonde haired, big, sexy was, I was in good shape. I was, I was strong. I, my shoulders were, I was, I was, you know, I was around three thirty, three thirty five. 35, but I usually had, you know, if I wasn't, you know, I've got like a lot of pictures of me with abs and that, and that era. I tell you, I was in really good shape when I was like 50. I had long gray hair and I was in, uh, uh, TNA. Yeah. And I was in, um, the Miami, uh, the, the, it may have been mafia. Mm-hmm. There's, so I was, I was watched a match and I had, you know, as I was tight, my mid midsection was real tight. Cause I, I think when I, once I cut beer, I stopped drinking beer and switched to wine and wine. You know, I think that the, the gluten always kind of bloated me. Mm-hmm. 
And I think once I switched to wine, which is also, you know, had that, that natural diuretic, I think I, I, I stayed tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Here's some footage of you, you know, got, uh, with the gray hair. That's not bad, right? From, yeah. from in my mid mid fifties there. Mid fifties, Christ. I think once I, yeah, I think once I am, um, once I we got ready for uh, that magic mic, I just kind of, I stayed in that groove. You, you're looking so good. I feel like I'm not looking at a TNA stage. I feel like I'm looking at Pirates Cove. Uh, I was going to say a Rock Hudson pool party, but yeah, same shit. <laughs> Ten guys with shirts off. <laughs> Fernam Schneewitz, uh, what did you both think of the 80s ghost flicks? I was born in 1980 and loved horror movies. The one that scared me the most was The Entity. Any thoughts on these type films? Haunting was a good one. Haunting? The Haunting? I do. Uh, the, the Changeling? I think yeah. it was mid '80s. Also, um, Dan- well, I don't know if they, the, the I don't know if you consider the Omen. That's not really a ghost flick, right? That's more like a, a satanic possession. Poltergeist flick. was pretty. I mean, Polter the first Poltergeist was pretty creepy. It was, and pretty accessible too, because I think that was PG. So I think a lot of kids could get in and get the yeah. shit scared out of them, right? Uh, with with that one. Um, any questions from the audience? Let's make sure we pay some mind to our friends who have signed up to be part of the inside track here at clickthistv.com. Some of the cool stuff they get us to ask questions like James Bedford. During your Mania 11 match against Heartbreak Kid, the rumor is that HBK deliberately botched the jackknife finish. In that moment, did you think to pick him up again and really lay one in? Thanks. No. No, I mean, I knew it was the shits, but it was like the fact that I was covering them <laughs> you know, was enough. Yeah, the fact that I was going into Mania with, 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 with being the champion and going out, which was, it was, I mean, it just didn't happen. You didn't go to into Mania and out of Mania with, the, with, the, with as the champion. So the fact that I, I uh, accomplished that. With the the amount of politicking going on by Sean, right? Yeah, well, I know. Which, I did remember that you said that um, you would. You guys, I guess, friendly rivalry. You'd call it. You'd do shit like get him in a chin lock and fold him in half and lay on him for ten minutes. Oh, we'd like, stick his, stick my fingers and try to stick his hair down his throat. Yeah, but that's just shit to fuck with each other, right? And I'd always lean on him, right? You know, who else in the house here? What do we got? Was it like he didn't run 100 miles an hour to blow me up? Yeah, that's true, right? Jen asks your favorite uh, Pop-Tart flavor. Always. Well, two. I had two. um, Strawberry, I think. Mine was um, the chocolate fudge ones. Always the frosted. The chocolate chocolate fudge, but my favorite were the brown sugar cinnamon frosted. Ah, right. I like the fruity ones. I liked uh, strawberry. I think it, I think it was strawberry. It was always dessert for me. Like I used to when I when I ate pop, my my T and I used to eat the um, the chocolate ones at night with milk. Uh, the all powerful milk. Um, have you ever tried a pop tart? And what's your favorite? Thing? I'm showing the same question. Okay, uh, currently on a cookies and cream kick. 
See, I have never tried that. No, they didn't, they didn't have those when I was. Yeah, I don't think so either. My my wife and my mother-in-law made a um, a birthday cake for me. So when I came home, um, when I came home on what was it? it was supposed to be supposed to get home Saturday night at 11, 11 p.m. and um, I ended up getting home around three o'clock Sunday morning, and my wife was already, had already went to bed. But when I, I came in the house, the um, I had to turn the alarm off, and just that noise set the dog off. So she set the dog on the floor, and he ran down screaming. And then when I I, I turned the uh, kitchen light on, I wanted to put my just go put my bag on the TV room, and she, she I looked, and on the on the counter was a, a cake, and they had um, baked me a, a German chocolate cake. And that's like my favorite. Yeah. So, um, and I haven't eaten sweets and God, a buddy of mine, a buddy, I went to my, a buddy of mine's house for dinner, uh, Joey, a uh, Biggs, and he, um, he gave me a, uh, key lime, uh, I love key lime pie. Mm. So he gave me a key lime pie tart thing that was just, and the reason I don't eat that shit is because it's like heroin. Like you, you fucking, you could, you could you imagine, yeah. Could you imagine if key lime pie was the the equivalent of egg whites? Like you, you could eat like, like, you know, like a, a plate of egg, like, you know, you can eat a plate, a plate of egg whites like this. And all it does is just, you know, like, like does nothing. Could you imagine eating, you know, endless key lime pie. I had yeah, key lime pie here for 4th of July. Yeah. Oh, I mean, key lime pie is just, I mean, there's just nothing better. And down by you, is, like, so much better. Na- name something that you can eat. Like, name us a, a dessert to, that beer goes with key lime pie. Like, Does it? Yeah. yeah. Like a Corona and a key lime pie. When you put a lime in your Corona, what's the difference? You eat the damn thing, you know? <laughs> so last night she told me, she said, you know, and I, I had a piece. Uh, we went out to dinner on my birthday. And we always go to Hyde Park, you know, uh, on, on my birthday. But this was, of course, my first birthday without tea. And I just, mm-hmm. as, the day, as the day went on, it was like 4 o'clock, 4.30. And I looked at Tamara and I said, I can't, go to, I can't go to Hyde Park and sit and tea not be at the table and it be my birthday. I said, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I said, let's just go. And a buddy, a buddy of mine, Chris, owns Millie's, which is a the seafood great, place, right? Yeah, a great little little restaurant. I'll tell you a funny story about that in a second. So we went there for, but I came home and I had a piece of that um, German chocolate cake. So I always text Chris because you know there's there's ta- a, a, a minimal amount of uh, of tables at, at Millie's, and they're they're always full. So I always text him. He goes, oh, he said, you're coming in. He goes, I can't wait to talk to you because he's getting ready to open this pizza place. He goes, because I want to talk to you about this Detroit-style pizza. <laughs> and you'll be pitted. So I, 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 I get down there. We're talking. He goes, so I said, number one, I said, if you, if you want to make a square pizza and call it Detroit pizza, you can knock yourself. I said, that fucking, I said, I said, obviously you don't listen to my, my, my podcast because I said, that, that's fucking and I was looking at Instagram today, and there's a picture that said, 
you haven't eaten pizza until you've eaten pizza in your car. And it was a little Caesars and there was a round pizza next to the gear shifter with pepperoni. And I went, not a square fucking pizza, mm. a round pizza. Yeah. So, but anyway, so last night, then she told me like, I don't know what this ruling is in our house, but like food can't sit around in, in the, in the refrigerator. I could just like, it's like, it's gotta be thrown away. And she ate a piece of the um, German chocolate cake and she didn't realize as she's gotten older that she gets like, like she's allergic to the to coconut. So like she was having a hard time breathing after like she had a couple of bites of it. So now there's like, she wants that because it was, it was fucking delicious and she wanted that shit out of the house. So last night I came, I came, uh, I came home, uh, from the gym and we had dinner and then, you know, we hung out and watched, watched TV. And, um, I said, you know, she said, you know, take me, you're going to take the trash. I said, please, you know, take that, the the rest of that cake out. So I took the cake and I cut like, like that much of the, the, the top of it off. And then I cut like the middle of it out. So all it was was the frosting with just a little bit. It was like, and I put it in a bowl and I, I mean, it was like, it was like a German chocolate pudding. Pudding. It was, and I tell you, it was, it was tasty. Even with a glass of, (laughs) with a glass of Shiraz. But the the coconut was gone was the important thing. You you scraped the coconut off. I got, I got the, I know the guys, I had to throw it away because I guess the coconut, but I, I didn't have a problem with the coconut. Yeah. No, but I mean, it would have been in the house with her. She might have. Yeah. Contact uh, allergy. Might have been like when you know when somebody has a peanut allergy and you're 33 rows up in first class eating a peanut. You know, who, you know, a chance you could just go into shock back there in 37B. My wife has a an allergy to walnuts and and uh, and hazelnuts and you know one of the bad ones. Like she's got a, she's on the clock. Mine's mine minutes. Mine's walnuts. You have the walnut. Okay, so you know the deal. It's like. So we're we're in it's little Italy. tree nuts. So hers is that's those are tree nuts. Yeah, but strangely though, like almonds, no allergy. Uh, I don't have no. It, it, I I I ate walnuts because they're higher in protein. I ate them at, at Magic Mike, and I woke up in the middle of the night. My stomach was all bubbled up. I had like my gut was distended, and I went to the restroom, and it was there was blood in my stool. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? Sounds and, like a Rock Hudson documentary. Yeah. And, um, and I'm saying, well, I, I don't feel dandy. And um, <clears throat> the uh, I, I Googled, you know, and it said that the, the, the tree nut was, you know, that was and one of the things was that you could, you know, it was like colitis almost. I'm thinking, oh, great. I ate, you know, eight ounces of these fucking walnuts. And... Thank God we the next day we were shooting we had our shirts on. Oh, it took right. it took it took two days to to get that you know, to get my stomach calm and, and flat. <clears throat> so Yeah, some places take it seriously, some don't. Like I was saying, the other night we were in Little Italy. We wanted to go to this place that was making their own pasta. They had some really authentic Italian pasta. So we go over and went to the tourist haven known as Little Italy and um we're sitting there eating and one of the dishes we order is a pesto. And sometimes in pesto they use they can use nuts. Usually it's pine nuts, which she's not allergic to. 
But sometimes they get a little crazy and put hazelnuts in there or something, which you can't have. She'll go into anaphylactic shock. So she says to the guy, she says, no nuts, right? He says, no, 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 no nuts. Uh, Neapolitan uh, recipe, no nuts. She says, all right, I can't have nuts. So she comes, we're eating, we're tasting each other's pasta. She eats the fucking pesto. She goes, it's got a nut. I said, are you kidding me? So I call the waiter, because now i got to find out what kind, because there's some that are worse than others. Like walnuts and uh, hazelnuts are the, the two bad ones. I call him over. I said, there's a nut. He's like, no, 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 no nuts. I said, you got to go into the kitchen now. So first she has to talk to the chef. He's like, oh, he's busy. Yeah, obviously every chef is busy, but we got a problem here. I said, you got to find out what kind of nut is in there. He goes and he comes out. He goes, uh, he shave a little walnut on this one. Thank you very much. So she goes into the bath. She's got to get it up right away. So she goes into the bathroom, makes herself throw up. I'm running. I run across the street to get her a Benadryl. Turns out we avert disaster, but yeah, got to be careful with that stuff. Mark Caps. It's always, it's always a nice way to, you know, go out and get to dinner. Then, you know, beautiful night. Yeah. So we left the restaurant, and I said, "What would you like for dinner, honey?" Because exactly, we'll left. You get a du- double quarter pounder with cheese. They cut. Co- they covered the whole thing, which was nice. They said, "Don't, you know, the, the waiter wouldn't even oh, take wow. take a tip from me." That was awfully sweet of them. Yeah, I know. After a near death experience, but they but they did request. Two hundred and fifty dollars for the anniversary. The anniversary party in the back of the of the owner's parents next weekend. She could try she could try that every once in a while. If the bill gets a little too crazy, I'm gonna have her just do the nut thing on the floor. My daughter ordered a goddamn truffle. It was made in a parmesan wheel, like half dug out, giant wheel of parmesan. They throw the pasta. They light first they light some vodka on fire then they throw it in to melt the cheese then they throw the pasta in and they shave truffle it was 65 dollar entree she ordered so if any night where she's gonna have the the allergy could have been that was a good one another night that would have come in handy we were eating at the flying fish in um in disney on the boardwalk and uh it was the day before they opened the nba experience at disney so dining there was bob Iger. And uh, what's his name? Silver, the commissioner of uh, the NBA. Yeah. They were sitting there together. And they were great. They talked to us, and we said hi and all that stuff. I said, Nicole, I wasn't thinking. You should have. Because there was a nut incident that night. She didn't eat it, but she told them she had an allergy, but they served her something, and she caught a nut in it. I said, Nicole, you could have taken one for the team. Fell right next to Bob Iger's table. So- clutch your throat. You could have backed the fucking Brinks truck up to the house. It would have been over. Bob, I told them no nuts. Um, Mark Caps says, what was Bob Nash's 4th of July extravaganza like? Nothing going on back there in the yard? Cookouts, fireworks, what? I'm sure we had cookouts. You know... I remember as a kid, you got you got a sparkler, you know, something oh, nice like that. There. Yeah, it was just nice and quiet, you know, fucking something nice and quiet. Sit there, have your fucking scotch, smoke your cigarette, and let the fucking three little rugrats <laughs> run around the fucking forty by sixty front yard <laughs> with this with a sparkler. What it's, you know what? I'm sorry, your uncle my, Jerry put the sparkler where upstairs. <laughs> My my fucking wife 
was was talking with one of her friends the other day, and I heard her, and, the, and they were saying something because we've got people at, at our house, you know, fixing everything, and now they're they're going to start down here soon at the condo, and um, they made a reference to like, well, doesn't Kevin do anything? You know, and she's like, now see. Kevin's dad taught him when he was a little boy that someone's got to work. There's a guy called a painter and he feeds and she gave him the whole fucking run through. And I, she got off the phone. And I said, fucking well done. I hope that bitch fucking learned something. Yeah. Did you tell him we don't fucking pay for our anniversaries either? You either wield a hammer or a checkbook. You got to be good at using one or the other. Yeah, uh, who else in the house? You, I don't want to either, ignore anyone. You can, you can either fucking take bumps or fucking, you know, get underneath and change the oil. You can't do both. Right. Uh, anyone? Any questions in the house? I don't want to ignore anyone. Uh, Headingite says, hey, Kev, do you have any stories about the Kowloon restaurant in Boston? They are closing soon, and I know the boys loved it there. Is that like the the... the Japanese steakhouse place that used to be at the at the we used to be got it years ago the uh, Howard Johnson's. I'll wait for confirmation. So I guess you've eaten there. Well, there was, we used to go to August Moon too. That was out in Revere. Kowloon, it. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure the reference. Is that it? Oh, I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there before. I'm not a huge uh, Japanese or Ch- was it Chinese? Ch- or Japanese? Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a. In the immortal words of Scott Steiner, "What the fuck would we eat Chinese for? You ever see a Jack Chinaman?" So, I guess. Uh, that guy in those fucking Van Dams was pretty big, but what do I know? What else we got in the house? Anything? Uh, Mark DZ, how you feeling, big guy? You hit the gym today? Yeah, I did. I, man, I, 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 tra- I trained yesterday, and I, I, I guess these stem cells are starting to work. Is like I've been able to train a little bit heavier on my sh- on my chest, and, and my shoulders haven't been killing me, like for. I tried it. I was usually doing chest on on Tuesdays, and then I would take. I'd have to take today off because I had this, and I would sit down here. And I don't know if people have noticed or not, but like, there's like, I'm I'm like some of the shows. I'm like, like I'm just you know, I'm in I'm I'm in pain. Right. And uh, so today I'm uh, I'm tired. Uh, I, I'm sore as fuck, but I, it's not um. It's not like uh, joint soreness; it's muscle soreness. So I'm like really, like God, like almost like a cyst. Like my chest is as tight as fuck. So, well, it ties into Joshua's question, who wrote in, and he said, "What's a typical Nash leg day look like?" All right, typical leg day is and now. And now I really have to like I got to get on the floor. I got to stretch. I got to get the fucking roller. I got to stretch my IT bands. I got to do my fucking lower back, you know. Then I got to go without knee sleeves on, and I got to do like 40 pounds leg extensions for 50 reps. Uh, Work my way up to 100 pounds. Mm. 
and I do like 20, 20 reps. Then I put my knee sleeves on. Then I start leg presses and I start, uh, we have a body masters leg press. So I do, my first set is um, two plates, two 45s on each side for 30. Then I put another wheel on each side. I do that for 20 to 30, four plates, 20, five plates, 20, six plates, 20, seven plates, 20. And then I switch my feet positioning. I take a plate off. I actually take two off. So I got, I got 10 plates on total and I put my heels on because those are all low, as low as I can go. Like if this is the foot, if this is the foot gimmick, I go there. And then the next, I move my feet up here. So I do five plates. I do three sets. Uh, my feet a little bit closer. So I'm hitting more loose hamstrings and I do um, three sets of 20 there. Then I go to a yellow uh, straight press machine. I'm, you guys have probably seen that on Instagram because that's usually a finishing. But it looks it's a good-looking machine when you, when you film on it because it gets all the cuts on the side of your legs. And I superset that back with extensions for four sets. And then I do – my last thing I do is I do um, stiff-legged uh, – three sets of stiff-legged deadlifts and three sets of one leg, leg curls. And by then, like fucking 90 pounds, one leg and leg curls are, are killer for 12. And then How I do. How long does this um, take you? Um, Got to be over an hour. Oh, yeah. Like, to, like, like I'll do legs tomorrow. I'll be like hour 15. Mm. Before, I mean, but I only, I, I, I start, I look at the clock when I do my first warm up set and then I, I, I try to get my, I want it to be out of there in an hour. So I want to keep my intensity up. But as I'm getting older, man, I just, with those, those heavies, they, with that seven plates for 20, which isn't very, I mean, there's guys that blast through that shit. Like it's, there's girls on videos that fucking do seven plates on the side for 20 reps. Wow. But, uh, you know, for me, I just, in, in my mind, because I know that I got the bionic right knee, but that left quad that I tore, I still always wonder, like, God, if I, if I retour that with that much weight on, and I, I train alone, so, I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be back to fucking die, probably. <laughs> so, um, but, but if I go to it, there's another gym I go to, and the, the, the leg press so I went, I went there and I said, ah, I'll just, I'll just try training legs here. And they've got like a squat machine. Um, that's the closest thing to a squat that I can do. And it's, um, it's, it's got a really good feel, but I almost like, I, I, I feel like a lot of abdominal strain, like coming out of the hole because I've, I've been, I've always been flexible. So I go deep. So when I come out of the hole, it's like I feel abdominal pain. I'm thinking like, man, I'm, if I'm getting a hernia at my age or something like that, I, so I, I got to wear belts, and then that's fucking a pain in the ass. But the the, the the leg press, like the first time I used it, I put two plates on each side, and I fucking I did it. And I was just like, oh, fuck, man, I'm dying of some disease. Like, why, why is it so fucking heavy? And I looked at the bottom of it, and the leg press empty was 172 oh pounds. Oh, my God. 
So with no weights on it whatsoever, it was 172 pounds. I would probably think ours is 70. So already, so yeah, I mean, I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm just going like, to rattle this for it. I'm just like, fuck. So that's my leg day. All right. All right. Not Tom Platts-ish, but I mean. Well, you have a good leg day tomorrow. Thank you. I will salute you as my ship pulls out of port on the way to Bermuda. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, you want to do another? I mean, if I can get away from that pool party, hop on. (laughs) 